Welcome to Three Song Stories, the show that brings out the storyteller and our guests with the help of three songs that have become bound to their lives and life stories. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest this week is Konstantinos Vranishti. Konstantinos is a 35-year-old student at Florida Gulf Coast University who was born in Albania but spent most of his life in Greece before moving to the United States with his family in 2019. They first landed in Maryland but then moved to Fort Myers during the early days of the pandemic. He started started off as a journalism student at FGCU because he worked as a journalist in Greece, but recently changed his major to communication. Constantino speaks Greek, Albanian, and English very well, and French and Italian fairly well. His bio says music plays a significant role in his life and that he wakes up to music every morning with a happy song to set the tone of the day, but he also turns to music when he's sad. His bio ends by saying, quote, music for me is like an emotional elevator. Sometimes I want to visit lower levels or even the basement, but I always have to remember that I belong in the penthouse. Good morning, Constantinos. Good morning. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. So you uh, you sent me your bio, and you're the first person who's ever sent me a bio that uses indentation. You indent your second and third paragraphs, which I commend because nobody does that anymore. I was thinking about that, and uh, yeah, I checked my resume when I had like to send you my bio, and uh, there are certain things that I, I'd like to change on it, and I'm like, no, like... I'm not going to do it like in that very cold professional way. I will do it on my way because I'm going to go there to present my personality. And it's going to be like in a more friend and human way. So this is why I decided like to do it like a short story. Yeah, well, no, it was great. Um, by the way, you are now, as I can count, our fourth Eastern European guest. We've had... Radu Papanyu, who's the uh, conductor of the Southwest Florida Symphony. He's Romanian. Okay. We've had um, a woman named Ra- Rada Angelova. She's Bulgarian. We recorded from her from Bulgaria three weeks ago. Haven't released her yet. And we had another Bulgarian, an actress named Evgenia Radilova. And, uh, and her episode came back. And so now we're trying to get big in Eastern Europe. So do you have any connections back there still? You got it. I still have many <laughs> connections back there. Hmm. So um, your bio says you start the day with a happy song to try to set the tone. Did you do that this morning? And if so, what song? Uh, it's always the same song, at least the last two months. I'm trying like, to stay dedicated. Like, so when I like something, I'm trying to not change it till, you know, it gets old in my mind. So the last two months, the song is always the same. It's uh, Unstoppable by Sia. Ah, and that's one of our songs today, right? Yes. Okay, well, that'll be a little tease into the future. Um, what were some of the other songs you've used that way in recent years? You got any of them that you remember? Well, always, like, uh, the first thing that I do in the morning is, like, to put a song, like, on YouTube and... Uh, I'm trying like to be usual like a pop song just to you know to get me like in that more positive uh, thinking uh, early in the morning like in the morning we don't wake up very happy the majority of people so you know like I think that I need something like to just get me and like to wake me up so it's like a pop song um, Greek the most of the time like a Greek song 
It could be Italian, French, or English, of course. Hmm. So you were born in Albania. Yes. And you, but you only lived there till you were about eight. Yes. Do you have any memories back from that far back? I know that's kind of the that's the era where we might have a few, but not a lot. Or do you? Well, thank you for bringing this up. Uh, yes, I was born in Albania. Uh, my family and I had to migrate in Greece when I was eight years old. That happens in 1997, and it was because of the civil war that Albania had back in time. Uh, so that war was like for two years. So when I was six to eight till I left, and my memories are not like so positive. I mean... The, the strongest memories that I have from my uh, home country is just war, death, and all these bad things that happened during these times. Let's jump ahead to Greece, which hopefully was happier. What are your first memories of being in Greece? Did it seem like, was it mind-blowing having come from that, you know, that war situation? Yes, like the... I will always remember all my first days in Greece, like till the first two, three years, because it was like, like my my first thought was like, I found paradise. And then people, the hospitality of people there, like how open they were, how friendly. It was like the the early age that I had also, like I was learning things and I was like a sponge. So it was like a challenge for me like to learn the language, to be good at school, because I was previously a good student like in, in, in Albania. So I'm like, okay, like you're gonna keep, you're gonna try to be connected with the previous level you were and then try to advance that. And uh, the timing was like very fast. Like imagine that in Albania, I did like the first three years in, uh, in K-12 school. And uh, when I went in Greece, I didn't start from the first year, although I didn't speak the language. You didn't speak Greek. (laughs) However, I had a great teacher that he trusted me when we had like our first meeting, our first conference, because this is how it works in in Greece. Like when uh, an immigrant student, it comes, has like a a private meeting with his future uh, uh, teacher. Mm -hmm. Just to understand, you know, like a psychological, uh, uh, uninformal, like, uh, you know, conversation. So he decided that I was capable to continue from the fourth grade and not go like from the very beginning. By his own will, though, when I was in fourth grade, the entire year I was finishing during the day my school. And after school, when he was finishing too, we were going in his house and having like two hours every single weekday for a year, uh, extra classes. So I would I was able like to learn the first, the second, and the third grade. Wow! In just one year, I did four grades, and when I went like the next year, I was ready like as as a huh. Greek guy. Um, what was the musical background of your life there in Greece once you got there when you were younger? What was there, you know, was your folks playing music around the house? You know, what were you listening to? What was the world of music around you? Well, music, I think that it has always been like in my family. It was like a, a strong way of expression, uh, all kind of feelings. Uh, and then in Greece, you know, like all this happiness and, you know, positive environment that it describes and characterizes my country. 
it's like uh, in your everydayness, like you cannot survive without music in Greece. Hmm. So it was like, you know, something that... Was it Greek music? Was it, it Western mostly, music? It's mostly Greek music. Like Greeks, like by 80% listen Greek music. Hmm. Um, do you remember the first music that you owned as a young person that you could hold, like a cassette or a CD? I'm trying to guess with your age. It was probably yes. a CD. It was a CD. I'm not that old for cassettes. <laughs> well, I didn't know. Maybe in Greece they were a little behind or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yes, I remember my first CD that my parents bought me as a gift from my uh, name day. So my name is Constantinos, and our, in Greece we get our names as Christian Orthodox from our saints. Every saint has a, a name, uh, a specific day of the year. So my saint, St. Constantinos, uh, celebrates on uh, May 21st. And on that day, my parents bought me the first CD from one of my still favorite singers, Greek uh, Greek singers. Her name is Despina Vandi. And yeah, it was like the five, uh, uh, a collection of 13 songs, I think. And like the first five was like, you know, like a hundred times in my playlist, like listening all those. It was like pop music mostly. Gotcha. So yeah. Huh. Um, did you play any musical instruments? I, when I was in Albania, I started playing piano and then the war came and then uh, I moved in back in Greece. I, I went in Greece and I had to, uh, I had to prioritize other things. So I like left. doing four years of school in one year. You had to yes. focus on things yes. like that. <laughs> but then after like, you know, the next years were still hard for me. Because, sure, you know, like, sure. Um, you have a younger brother. I do. Who you described as your alter ego. Yeah. Um, did you influence him musically at all? Were you guys close enough that you kind of got influenced together? Yes. Like we kind of, we have only three years difference. So okay. it's like, you know, we feel like twins. And uh, whatever we, we've done in our life, it was like always together. So we do have mostly the same influence in music with a little bit differences because we wanted like when we grew up, we decided like, you know, like we need to kind of have like a different identity somehow yeah, yeah. in some things. <laughs> so what, what would characterize that difference? Where would be the part where you have something that's not similar? Uh, based on music? Yeah, yeah. Well, he prefers mostly like it's based on you know different like uh, genres. So uh, he prefers mostly like traditional Greek music, uh, which is like I would like you know like find it like kind of similar metaphorically with uh, country music in the U.S. Okay, like you know this kind of thing. Uh, when I had the tendency to go like mostly like in classic music. So my mother loved classic music. My godmother loved it too. So, you know, like uh, it was like when I was 12 years old that I started like listening like kind of Chopin, Puccini, you know, and, and then like uh, uh, Luciano Pavarotti that he was still alive, you know, and stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's do your first song now. Yeah. This is the Celine Dion song. Would you like to tell a story? Would you like to listen? I would like to listen at first. All right. Um, how do you say your last name? <laughs> My last name is Branishti. Branishti. Yes. 
All right, this is Konstantinos Vernisti's first song today. This is Because You Loved Me by Celine Dion, released in 1996 on her album Falling Into You. This is Three Song Stories. This is Biography Through Music. This story is dedicated to my mom, always. Like, I'm everything I am because she loved me. So that's the title, that's the entire philosophy behind of this song. Like, I think that every single word of those lyrics could fit perfectly to my mom and in every mom in this world. Like, it's not, you know... I'm very, very sensitive when it comes to the topic, like, you know, talking about moms, because I think that they they have this power to uh, just control, advance, destroy the world by any kind of, you know, means like positive or negative ways. Um, she always has been like my strength, all the moments that I felt that I was weak and I couldn't do it. She was always like my ears when I couldn't like, you know, hear something that would be like very beneficial for me. Uh, when I lost my dad, like she, uh, she was the only one person that, you know, I felt that, you know, it was there like having the role of a parent. So it like uh, she, she received the other 50% of the love that I had to my to my dad. Hmm. Um, would she know that this song was something that made you think of her? Yes, we. She knows that that song is my favorite song. That every time that I listen it is uh, is always for her. She doesn't know that I chose this song for our uh, for our podcast today. Well, she's listening to us right now she in does. the future. So she knows now. Yes. Um, do you listen to this song often or do you just come across it? You know, do you ever just sit down and need a, a refresher in it? At least once a week or once in 10 days. Every time that uh, I feel like kind of, you know, like desperate, like with, you know, like all these statuses that we have, like as a student, as a worker, as a, as a son, as a brother, as a whatever. Mm. So, yeah, when I'm coming, like, to uh, a dead end, I'm like, okay, I need something to motivate me, to inspire me. And um, my mom, through this song, is my forever home where I feel safe. And this is, like, my magic world where I put myself in and protect it. Wow, that's so poetic, Constantinos. What's your mom's name? Anita. Anita. Hi, Anita. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mom. Um, okay, so let's get back to Greece. You, uh, where did you fit into the equation when you were in high school? What kind of student were you by then? Were, what were you pursuing, both personally and academically? Well, <clears throat> uh, so I decided very early, since I was nine years old, that uh, I wanted to be in my life a journalist. And that was basically because I realized that I had like advanced communicative uh, skills because the language was hard for me. I was trying to use any any other means I could uh, to communicate with others. 
So it was my hands, my uh, body language, my uh, skills in sports, my very uh, few things that I knew about piano that I used to play like in Albania. It was whatever to uh, get people's uh, uh, attention. And, you know, like make myself like, hey, I'm here too. Like, you know, I need the part on this wall too. And, you know, like I came here, but yeah, like I'm here. So um, as a student, after so hard working, I would say that I was a great student because it was like a way of appreciation. So when I went in Greece, uh, Greece gave me so many things like a safe life, a happy life for my, for myself and for my family too. Because I was already like 10 years old. Like I would understand things. Mm-hmm. I would realize the difference, like how my parents' situation was back in in the war zone and how it's like run now. You, you might not, not understand the details, but you could feel it for sure. Yeah, like yeah. the main difference, you know, like at least in emotional and in our daily, uh, daily life, you can realize like the differences. So... Uh, it was like uh, I felt the responsibility to give back something to Greece. And that was through my uh, student status, being a good student, learning as much as more like I could from this great history, from this wonderful language, and uh, like from these outstanding people that, you know, like, made me what I am today. Was there like a student paper? Were you doing some kind of journalism as a student in high school before you went on? Well, I did not because this is something that, you know, like I have to somehow like to admit it in the sense that uh, I do strongly believe that I was born to be a journalist. And I do believe this in this job except of the experience and the theory that you need somehow like, you know, to obtain, you need to have like uh, some natural talents. So, yeah, that was like early in my life. And I'm like, okay, like I'm a journalist. When I was like 13, 14 years old, I'm like, that's my job. Like, you know, I'm a journalist. I can do it. We don't have in our uh, public system in Greece. We don't have like you know like newspapers. School oh, newspapers gotcha. And stuff That's like not that. a thing. Yeah, it's not. It's never. It, it's still not a thing. Huh. So you know, I was trying to do it like through my essays. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like to be like more <laughs> investigative. Yeah, you were an investigative journalist right. in an English cl- or a Greek class <laughs> with uh, even Homer or you know yeah, like yeah. Plato or Aristotle. Like huh. you know, wherever I, I would find the, ta- the 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 chance that I would use my investigative huh. skills, I, I, I was doing that. That's fascinating. Do you have any musical memories associated with high school over there? Any? Did you guys have dances like we have dances here? We do have dances too. We do have several parties that we know, like we're going like when it's someone. And we have like two big celebrations every year. Like each, each person, we have our name, Dane, which is like a huge thing. Oh, right, thing. right. Like everyone's got a name, yes, Dane. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's like a big thing. Uh, and then we have uh, our birthday. 
So it's like, you know, I was always like to someone's house at least twice a year. <laughs> so yeah, Paris, well, like we always like almost every week or every once of two weeks, we had like a party of our classmates that we we had to go and, you know, like enjoy. How many saints are there? And what I mean is, is in an average week, how many how many name day celebrations would there be? Well, we do have like the 12 uh, main saints and then uh, there are like the apostles and then there are like, I don't know how to translate that in Greece, but it's like sub-saints in my mind without underestimating their value though. Like they are all the same for us. You know, that we we honor and we love them in the same way. Don't forget that Greece is like 87% a Christian country. Right. So, you know, like Christianity, or orthodoxy is like in our blood since we are born. And um, it's not that there are many saints, just there are like many Constantinos in my country. Right. So if you go in the center of Athens and I call understand. my name. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you had, you had Constantinos in class with you. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, w- w- when did or did Western music, pop music, Michael Jackson, stuff like that enter your world over there? Or was that really not a thing until you came over here? No, Michael Jackson. Yeah, he he was. Well, like I just threw him legend. out as a for yeah, instance. Yeah, yeah. But of you course. know, you yeah. know, music from over here was yeah. it all? Was it everywhere? Was it somewhere? Was it nowhere over there? It was like it. It had a place definitely. Like you know, the American industry. Like you know, it it had already like a huge influence in Eastern European countries. Uh, it was not my thing because I had already the tendency to go like in. Um, in uh, in uh, more classic music, yeah, yeah. where just from the tone and the rhythm, I would find like I would feel like you know that I have many things in common without understanding, of course, like the Latin language that maybe they they were talking about and uh, whatever. Uh, with the American uh, music, because I didn't have yet advanced the English language, uh, so. I was not. I I couldn't find like this connection to the words, and it was not such a big thing with me. It was like I was closer like to Italian music. It's our neighbors too. Uh, so yeah, but Michael Jackson, Britney Spears, uh, Celine Dion, of course. Like she she was like always like. Did you have friends who were super into Western music or was that more common to just not? Definitely. I had friends that, you know, like I remember one friend that I had like in my English classes. Uh, she was in love with Britney Spears. Like <laughs> it was in, like that was like, you know, fascinated every day. Uh, we had like to listen at least 10 minutes all everything that happens around uh, Britney Spears and, of course, all her songs. <laughs> so, yeah, I learned them. Um, did you um, go to college for journalism? What did you do after I high went, school? I went, yeah. Okay, so where did you go to college and, and what, did, what kind of journalism were you studying? Like, were you looking to be – like, what did you do? Well, that was like a private college. Uh of course, it operates, all the private colleges in uh, in Greece, at least, operates under uh, 
public institutions, so the University of Journalism of Athens has subcategories, uh, private colleges that you pay a lot, but still like you, you have this recognition in the end of uh, the college. It's a two-year school, so it's like kind of a community mm-hmm. thing. Like, you know, if I have like to compare. Uh, so like uh, everything what you learn in two years in order like to take a diploma that it's kind of even with the four-year university. Uh, as information are the same thing, but they are not so much in depth gotcha. of each theme. And But what kind of journalism were you pursuing? Did you want to be a writer? Did you want to be a, a TV personality? Did you want to be a radio host? Yeah, like TV, I think that was my thing. Uh, in all my childhood, I remember that every time that I was like even going to school, uh, I had the feeling that, you know, I had like a paparazzi somewhere around, like trying to... to... Your imaginary friends were paparazzi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How that sounds. <laughs> I'm okay, though. I'm happy. <laughs> uh, so TV was where, where you... TV did. was my thing. I also like had like... Um, like in Europe, it's very, very advanced... Uh, litera- literacy and poetry. So, like, that was a strong, like, part of my writing skills. Although I was trying to avoid it because, like, in journalism, I believe that a journalist should not put too much of him, of self like, in that because it's like strictly that you have like to follow some rules and uh, just give provide some information without uh, making them look like objective or subjective that was like back in uh, in in college when i was in greece so i i kind of you know like censored myself to not use this kind of favorite language that i had uh that's why I tend, I you know, I tend to to TV too because you know, like there was like more clear the wall. Like you had you, the first rule is that you have to be clear, yeah. otherwise you cannot be understandable. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, like I'm not gonna go like through a poetic way and use like for just saying one sentence an entire paragraph. Mm-hmm. I have to find ways to yep. just say one te- sentence. Oh, I know all about it. Yeah. <laughs> So did you work in TV? I worked in TV. It was like like for, on camera. No, no, no. So I was like in um, in production. Okay. So it was like a f- you're a producer. Uh, yes. Uh, it was like a very famous TV show. This lady, she is like still like one of the most famous uh, TV uh, anchor women that we have in Greece. Like thirty years ca- career already. Back in time, she was like in a TV channel. I was like in the production department and we were collecting all the information from uh, journalists and reporter and we had like uh, to follow the deadline. So mm-hmm. journalists from early in the morning had to turn all their work till uh, noon and then the show starts at four and I had with other two people four hours to make this a great show. 
I know exactly what you mean. You were a producer. You were you were herding cats of reporters. Yes. You were putting it into a form that would work, and then she was presenting it. Correct. Yeah. Right on. We were making her famous, though. You were, yeah. You were making her look good. <laughs> I uh, the the other job that I have here is hosting a show called Gulf Coast Life, and it started as a live show back in two thousand four, and I was the producer of it for like twelve years, and it was kind of a smaller version of that, getting all the parts in place for the host to be able to do their thing, and now I get to be the host too which actually makes my life a little easier. <laughs> I completely agree. That's my dream, too. I'm coming there. You, you got it. Um, okay, let's do your second song now, and then we'll get to your move to the United States and, and FGCU. Yes. What's your second song? Second song is uh, I'm Coming Home. By Shepard? By Shepard. Do you want to listen to it, or do you want to tell a story? I want always to listen to it. I love it. This is Coming Home by Shepard from the album Watching the Sky, released in 2018. It's Konstantinos Vranishti's second song on this week's episode of Three Song Stories. Do you like the song? I I do. It kind of reminds me of Imagine Dragons. (laughs) 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 But not that I've listened to them that closely. Yeah. I didn't have that in my mind. When I first listened that song, it was in uh, 2018, um, the first days of January, the new year. Uh, on January 7th, it was book, booked my flight to come finally in the United States and live with my family. So very, very briefly, uh, I have a stepfather my mother is remarried. He is Greek-American. My mother came in the States in 2010 with her husband. After a couple years, after three years, she became an American citizen from her husband. And uh, she started the paperwork to take her children with her, live in her new country as an American citizen. It took us, my brother and I, almost nine years for the paperwork to be done. So, and every year was just a postpone. Like there is not like specific information that you know, like you start now and your your paper is going to be ready, like, you know, in 10, 15 years. Every year. Every year just, is a maybe yeah, and then it's a no. A maybe. And then a maybe and yeah. then a no. Wow. So my life was for nine years full of maybes. Wow. And... Uh, I, I had like a new year that I had already my, my book ticket of my flight. I had my temporary uh, visa that when I came here became like a green card. And uh, that song somehow, I don't even remember where I first listened it. Somehow like came uh, in, you know, in, in my time, in my day. And uh, it was like a happy song, which, you know, like all the happy songs always, like, you know, get my attention very, very fast. And uh, then was that phrase, like, I'm coming home. So the previous year, my parents have uh, bought a house. We were still in Baltimore. My stepdad was living like in Baltimore, in Baltimore County. And uh, the previous year, we bought our house there and the entire process went 
through Zoom because I wanted like to be a part huh. of this thing. So I was looking with them all the houses that they were visiting in order like to decide. You were house shopping for a house that your folks were buying in Maryland from Greece, from Greece. on Zoom. Correct. Okay. So it was like a family decision. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I participated on that. <laughs> I would say that. And um, that song, I sent this song uh, on Facebook to my mom before, like, you know, uh, I was like already on the plane and uh, before, you know, started my wonderful journey, I just sent to my mom this song, hmm. like I'm coming home. Hmm. So if she heard this song... She would immediately think of that in you. That message. Yeah. Huh. What was it like coming here? Had you been to the U.S. before or was that your very first time? When you are like in the process of waiting to come and live uh, permanently uh, in the U.S., you don't have the right to even visit the country. So what were your first impressions? Well, I would say that Baltimore, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> it was amazing. It was January. I'm Greek. Snow. Yeah, it was It was Baltimore in January. Yeah, like that was pretty bad. It was fun the first two days. I love skiing. I, I usually, like, you know, visit, like, you know, uh, different, like, mountains and all these places, like, for skiing in Europe, generally, with my cousins. Um so I'm like, okay, like we're gonna have fun. Like I'm gonna find like somewhere that I can ski here too, maybe. The first two days was fun. The third day, I had to clean the roadway, <laughs> and you know, like check my responsibilities, uh, and it was not. No, I'm like, no, I, I cannot do that. And water and ocean, it's like a strong part of my life. Like our house in Greece, I'm from Kalamata. Uh, like the, is that the, uh, the olive place? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, like, our house is literally, like, 20 feet from the water. Hmm. And this connection and this, like, psychological support that I have, like, from the ocean, it was something that I didn't want to miss. And how long were you there then before you moved to Fort Myers? Year two? Two and two. Two, two, two years. Four years, I'm totally in the States. Oh, okay. Uh, so, what brought you to Fort Myers? So my cousins uh, moved like seven years ago from Baltimore to Fort Myers. They had a friend, and it was because of the restaurant that they still own. Uh, it was like a good opportunity for them. So they moved like with their family down here. And it was like when we were in Baltimore, uh, after our first year, my birthday is in February still cold in Baltimore. So my parents' gift for my birthday was to a trip in Fort Myers. Ah. We got the plane. We came in Fort Myers. I was always in the airport. Airport have, like, you know, a, an important role in my life. And it's like, you know, it's like so poetic as a play, like train stations, airports, uh -huh, like uh -huh. all the most important things in life have happened, like, you know, in these places. So never mind. Uh I was in the airport. I just watched, smelled, and I'm like, "That's that has to be like my new home." So Southwest Florida International Airport made a good impression on you. Absolutely, <laughs> it's a nice airport. Yeah, it is. And Florida, Fort Myers is is way closer to Greece than Baltimore. Correct. 
So um, you go to FGCU now. That's how I met you. Mm-hmm. You were studying journalism, but now you're switching to communication. Like correct. What were you like, before we talk about what you're doing? Like what would you think of FGCU? It's kind of like Southwest Florida International Airport. I mean, it's yeah. It, you know, it, it it has a nice first impression too. I think correct. No, it's uh, it's fascinating. Like I was, I'm transfer student, so I was in Baltimore too. Uh, but you know, like very, very cold buildings, no colors, no, and it's like the entire environment that you know doesn't help that much. So here, there is like more, more, more space. Like we have all these forests, all these protected lands. Uh, we couldn't have like in Baltimore a swimming pool in our university. Uh, not that I visited, but at least I know that it's always there for me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was uh, amazing. I was the first month so happy that I was coming every day. I was doing my ca- classes. I started the first semester with five classes. And then from the second one, I got like a summer class. And then from the second semester, the fall, I started spring. Uh, I started taking like six classes. Hmm. So from the entire first year, I was taking every single day a class hmm. just because I wanted to be here every single day. You wanted to be on campus. Yes. Yeah, I get it. So why did you switch to communication from journalism? Your bio said there were several reasons, I think. Yes. Well, That's what but, I got my degree in from here was communication because we didn't have a journalism program when I got my degree. So why why it now? Well, uh, journalism can be uh, can be a, a job that someone can do can have uh, without having uh, a journalist degree. It's just all the other uh, factors that, you know, play a very semantic role on that as a talent and all the information and how you, your critical thinking can be used under uh, specific uh, conditions. So uh, I decided communication firstly to, for more job opportunities. Like right now, I am... 35 years old, (laughs) don't play that, (laughs) and uh, I'm a student, and uh, I've saved this amount of money as an investment to my education in my new country. It's It's an investment, as I did for Greece, that I feel the responsibility to learn much as much as more things I can for my new home country. Uh, but still is like, you know, in this age, I have to see it like in a more cold and realistic way that, you know, I need a job and I need this investment kind of soon to give me back my money. Sure. You know, like I don't have the time. I'm not 18, 20, 22. I still have duties, responsibilities. I have uh, bills to pay. I have loans, all this stuff. So, you know, like. What's your dream job? What do you hope to, uh, you know, get once you get out of FGCU? I I think that somehow I'm still loyal to my dream job since I was like a child when I decided to be a journalist, which was like, you know, I wanted like to be a good and accepted 
journalist from the public. Uh, for like 20 years, like I had my time frame. And then after that, I wanted to uh, to start giving back uh, my experiences from this job, use my influence if I can have influence during those years. And uh, so 20 years working as a journalist in every by any means uh, and outlets, basically, you know, in broadcast, like TV is always like my favorite part and then follows like writing. I'm sorry, radio. It's something that I'm not very familiar with. Sure. Although, you know, we like, don't, I, I, we don't need people trying to get in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> no, but uh, um, so something in TV, wherever it'll take you. Do you want to stay in Fort Myers or do you care about staying in Fort Myers? No, like my ultimate goal is, is Miami, like Miami, <laughs> and eventually is like starting working for the United Nations. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That was like my my big dream job. You speak several languages. Mm-hmm. You speak uh, Albanian, Greek, and English well, and then you also speak French and Italian In fairly well. Um, <laughs> how do you say three song stories? Biography through music in Greek. Tres historias tragudion y biografía de musiquis. Can you do it in Albanian now too? <laughs> 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 well, Albanian. Tres historias tekengas, biografía de musiquis. Thank you. I'm trying to get the voice. So like, <laughs> we got we got it in uh, German a few weeks ago from a guest. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to head toward your third song, but first, concerts. Are you a concert goer? Have you attended many concerts in your life? Yes. Uh, all in Europe. The first uh, concert, concert that I tried to attend in the States was uh, in 2020, in the end of February. Celine Dion had a scheduled concert in Baltimore, and then that was canceled because of the pandemic. Gotcha. Hmm. So I never had the chance to see live one of my favorite singers. Have you been to any concerts? In the States, no. In Europe, yeah, in many. What would be a big one? Like what would be maybe a memorable one? In Europe was uh, Shakira, and then it was uh, Luciano Pavarotti, Eros Ramazzotti. I don't know if you know, like, kind of, you know, European singers. Are I know, like... I know, the, I know the first two things you said, and then the third one I didn't know. Eros Ramazzotti, he's like the new version of uh, Andrea Bocelli. Okay, yeah, gotcha. He's like this erotic and instantic like singer. Uh, great voice, Laura Pausini. I love like the Italian music. Uh, Lara Fabian, the French singer, and Gregoire. He is like another younger French singer, and Robbie Williams. Hmm. Have you seen any music since you've been here in Fort Myers? Do you no. ever go? Do you ever go to like Barber B Man and see plays or anything like that? No, because uh, my time is like very, very limited, my free time. So every time I have the chance to ha- to enjoy like a nice dinner with my family or friends, I prefer to go like uh, in kind of, you know, like very quiet 
fancy restaurants that I can just enjoy a nice meal, have short talk with my family and relax. Understood. <laughs> okay, time for your third song. Yep. This is the unstoppable song that you mentioned earlier. And we're going to listen to it, right? That's what you said last time. Yes, yes. All right. This is Unstoppable by Sia from the 2016 album This Is Acting. It's Konstantinos Vernishti's third and final song today on Three Song Stories. All right. What's the story with song three, Konstantinos? So this song was completely... uh, defined and uh, found out at FGCU in the campus. I was like in our library trying to complete an assignment for one of my classes. And uh, till that time, it was so weird to me as a European student, seeing like all my fellow, uh, fellow students around like trying to complete the assignment by listening music on the same time. And I was always like... Like earbuds and reading and writing for an essay. Right. At the same right. time. Yeah, right. like how <laughs> can you do them both effectively? How can you be focused on your writing? Why you have like this strong distraction in your ear? Uh, so I was in the library trying to complete my assignment. I decided to take, to have a break. And I'm like, uh, uh, I opened the YouTube channel. I put one of my favorite songs, which was like another one. And then after that song, just came up the song Unstoppable. I was already like, you know, I'm like, okay, because I'm like very by the book, by time. Like when I say five minutes, it's five minutes. So I came back to my assignments and I still had the song playing. And I still wrote like one and a half great sentence without having this distraction. And I'm like, wait a minute, like this song inspires me or something? It really worked great. I repeat on that day this song for maybe 30 times. Like I literally completed the assignment always by listening this song till I finished the last word of the last sentence. And um, broadly, that was the song. Of course, as I said, like, you know, I am trying to identify, I'm trying to find words in every song that I can identify with. So when Sia says, like, I'm a Porsche with no brakes, like, you know, or I don't need batteries to play every time that, you know, like, I feel these struggles because, like, keep in mind, when I'm completing an assignment for my six classes here, I still have to translate many phrases, words, or even sentences to my, uh, to my language, to, to Greek, and then trying to figure out the meaning and then write my answer. So it's like this long process. Hmm. Sometimes it gets myself tired too. And I'm like, uh, I feel like many times like depressed, stressed or desperate. And uh, I always have this phrase like, hey, buddy, like you're a Porsche with no brakes. Like, come on, you can do it. You know, listening to it over and over like that, you know, I don't personally 
meditate consciously, but from what I understand, repeating a phrase or having something that is, you know, repetitive, you know, puts you into that state. And that's kind of what you did on a bigger level with that song. What kind of grade did you get on that assignment? <laughs> I don't remember. Do you get well, all A's? Are you an all A's guy? I'm in all A's so far. <laughs> thank God. Hopefully that not changes. I'm an honor student. I hope that doesn't change too. Uh, the assignment was for Cribs. For Judd Cribs, past three yes. song stories guest. And uh, he's like an adorable professor. Like he's excellent. And yeah, I think that, you know, he's good creating. Do you still now listen to music while you're writing or was that just a one-time thing? Yes. I've, uh, I've assimilated this part like in my daily life now. I do it mostly though uh, only when I am in library at FGCU in the campus. I don't do it when I'm home. Understood. It's like your library thing now. Yes. It's, like if you, you, it's almost like you could probably use it as a lever. You can be like, well, if I go to the library... I'll get to listen to music. Right, right. <laughs> well, you have the distraction because you're not alone in a room. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you have all these students and like listening music, like these specific songs that, you know, I like kind of relax me, made me like more inspired about how to uh, complex uh, different like sentences. And then I feel that I'm like, kind of isolated from others like now like you know you can't watch me because I wear like my uh, my earpiece and I'm like uh, hidden from you yeah. doing my work it's like a cloak of invisibility right um, alright are you ready for a speed round we're gonna do a speed round I am you have a nickname that has stuck over the course of your life that you would be willing to share It's a funny thing. Like the most of my Greek friends have still like uh, on their phones, like they have my name, my phone, and they in their contacts um as like superstar. <laughs> I wish our listeners could see the grin on his face. <laughs> okay. Do you do karaoke? I love karaoke. You sang a little bit during that last song, so you seem like you kind of sing. You're a singer. I that that that's like my only uh, the only sad part in my life. I wish God would give me like a, a nice voice because I think that I would be definitely like a, a great singer. So you're not a great singer. No, but I have everything else. <laughs> I have like you the, have the stage presence, right? Yeah, <laughs> I have that X that needs, like you know, to be a complete star. When was the last time you bought music that had physical form that was like a CD or something that you could hold and not a stream? Two thousand eleven or twelve. Gotcha. Um, if you were a cocktail or a drink of some kind that represented who you are, what would that cocktail or drink contain? Vodka lemonade. Vodka lemonade. What's it called? Superstar. It'll be superstar. Superstar. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you had to guess, what would you say is the song you've listened to the most times in your life? Because you loved me. If you were a championship wrestler, what music would you use to enter the arena? That's a great question. I've listened to so many songs that I'm like, I've imagined literally myself like entering. Like in a big stage with this song. 
<coughs> with your imaginary paparazzi. <laughs> right, yeah, paparazzi be like all over around. Uh, come on. There's yeah, a, I got it. Never mind. Sorry. No, you're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to let it go. Jared, Jared couldn't take it. No, no. I had to find... I love the question. I was going to give I a recommendation. Be, yeah, no, no. No, he got it. He got it. <laughs> well, I've done that so many times in my life, and when I have to give, like, one answer... I'm like, and we tell you out. in the instructions, take as much time as you want. Yeah, so well, thank you for doing it. Um, so it's definitely, um, it's not goodbye. Uh, Andrea Bocelli, Laura Pausini. Okay. What would your wrestler name be? What's the wrestler name? Like your wrestler name, like 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 my name, like Hulk Hogan. Like the Undertaker. That's not his real name, or the Undertaker. The Rock. Like championship oh. wrestler. Like what's your name? <laughs> superstar. <laughs> superstar is great. It's, it's a great superstar. Name. <laughs> superstar. Okay, it's the same as your cocktail. Um, song you wish you could hear again for the first time ever. Oh, it's Johnny Logan. Yeah, hold me, hold me now. Hold Me Now by Johnny Logan. By Johnny Logan. Well, maybe in post, Rich will put a little bit here. Right here. <laughs> right, where we're, right where my arm is, there's some music playing. Um, your bio says that music for you is like an emotional elevator. What song lifts you up the fastest and the highest? I have many songs. Like one of them that just come right now in my mind is like Despacito by Luis Fonsi. Okay. Any songs you'll avoid listening to because you don't want to be reminded of something that they're connected to? No, and this is why exactly I mean that, you know, music uh, functions on me as an elevator because I always want to deeply live and enjoy all the stages of my emotion. So if I'm sad, I'm, I'm always like, you know, listening sad songs. So like just, I want to leave. You'll, you'll use the elevator to take you down sometimes too. Right, right, right. Ah, that's a very good way to put it. Um, are there any albums that you like to listen to all the way through? Do you listen to albums all the way through anymore? No, uh, no, because because you don't really have them anymore. Yeah, maybe, but uh, even when we had the albums, I was like mostly like you know with a song and uh, by. Th- that specific singer too. Like, you know, I don't like to listen a song that I firstly heard it by a particular singer from another singer. Hmm. If you could broadcast a song into the head of all the people on the planet in the one moment together, what song would you broadcast to them? We Man, are the world. We are the world? That's pretty which easy version? answer. Oh, <laughs> which version? <laughs> the good one or the recent one? The Greek version. I say version. recent. The no, one the with Greek Cindy Lauper. Lauper. <laughs> um, Lady Gaga. No. Um, uh, we're going to ask our, our last questions here in a second, but you wrote in your bio, I want you to just kind of reflect on, you said something like, you know, you've been to a lot of countries, you've lived in places and we live here in what you think is something that we ought to maybe appreciate more for those of us who haven't been everywhere, if you know what I mean, like the United States. The United States, the people who live in the United States should appreciate and love this country more than they already do because 
seeing it from my own side and being like in 28 countries, I would say that this is the greatest country in the world, meaning that this country can make you dream and realize your dreams all over again. Other countries, maybe I'm biased, that's my, uh, uh, my own uh, perception. Uh, other countries don't have second or third uh, opportunities to be given. Hmm. All right, what would your 14-year-old self, still there in Greece, think of who you are today and what you're doing? When I was 14 years old, I started watching, uh, for the first time, Oprah's show. Oprah Winfrey? Oprah Winfrey. She was like one of my main sources of uh, inspiration and becoming like a journalist, like, you know, like having strongly that in my mind. So uh, watching her show, it was late night in Greek Channel. And I'm like, damn, like, how can I be there one day? I want to be like here. So right now, after so many years, I can look back to my 14 years old self and just tell it like, we did it, buddy. Awesome. All right, it's time for you to recommend three people that you'll share this with that you think we could get on. All right, let me think about that. I'll take my time. So can they be my classmates? They could be anybody. Because uh, they can be- Glenn, like he was like, uh, he was like in the entire classroom, like, you know, he announced that I'm going to be in the show. Uh-huh. And I, fe- I felt like so uncomfortable because I saw like the will in the eyes of all my other classmates that they wanted to be here, and I felt like, you know, so bad that, you know. Oh, well, that's the, that's my fault. <laughs> no, no, that, don't record this. No, it's all, this all this is, it's, we're still, this is still the show. We're still in the show. <laughs> Glenn Miller's already been on the show. That's, yeah, like, in the sense that, you know, I, I, I'm like, okay, I feel the, the duty yeah. Well, recommend recommend but, that. But see, now you you can't recommend more than three, and so you're still gonna you're just gonna do it again. <laughs> I will come another time. <laughs> so let me, you know, say correct the names. Did you know Glenn Miller was already on the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me about. Okay. Cool. Another piece of three song stories trivia. His episode was the first mention of me. Yeah, before you were even a part of this team. Yeah. yeah. Have has, you been has here he, too? Has he told you the story about uh, one of his students loving the, the Temptations? No. Not yet? Ask him about it. I will. <laughs> it's a long story? No, it's a short story. It's Jared. It's me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of his students too. Oh, that's great. That's the second class that you uh, that I have with Glenn, and he's like doing like a great job, and yeah, he's, he's like you know so easy like in communication mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, I really feel that I- I'm talking with a colleague, you know, like yeah, you know, yeah. this yeah, yeah. feeling that he doesn't pretend that he's like a professor or something like you know more <laughs> knowledgeable than you. 
Yeah. Well, because he, he's honest and he has, you know, right. integrity. <laughs> yes. And he, and that's, that's a part that, you know, like he can admit when he has a mistake. Yeah. So that's very something that, you know, I appreciate. So the first person that I would like to recommend is Emma Rodriguez. Yeah. Good friend of mine. Yeah. Like she has, I think that uh, two classes, like two weeks ago, I told her that, girl, like, I see myself in you. Like you are doing, acting and thinking what I was doing in your age. So that was like something so impressive. And I really want to give you like the chance to communicate cool. this great skill cool, that she cool. has. Abigail Meath is my second classmate that okay. I'd like to be in this show. Okay. And the third person. Emma and Abigail are in Eagle Media too, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. They do. And the third person from Eagle Media that I really admire and love here, like dearly, is uh, Jakira Bryan. Sounds good. Have them all listen to this. That would be amazing. You can probably, maybe Glenn will make it, you guys listen to it in class. Right, <laughs> right. For credit. You can listen to this conversation for college credit. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'm going to like request that. Okay, well, um, you've done it. Thank you so much for doing it. I'm glad that I did identify you as a potential guest during that time when I got up and babbled about interviewing. Um, do you have any final thoughts you want to leave us or our listeners with? Well, firstly, you have a great taste. <laughs> and uh, I think that uh, music is this uh, emotional support that we need in our everydayness. So don't feel afraid of uh, including it in big, in huge, in enormous uh, portions in your lives. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. We make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Calligan is online content producer and host. Our production assistant is Jared the Intern Gonzalez. Christophus is executive producer. And our theme song was made by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For this week's Parting Tune, we're going back one year to episode 221 guest Stephen Cavett. He's an English and creative writing instructor at FGCU. His first song, a rendition of Amazing Grace performed by Ralph Stanley and the Clinch Mountain Boys, takes him back to the mid-90s when his grandfather died in a house he had built in Marietta, Georgia. Stephen, then about 17 years old, was right there at his side. He was definitely one of the best men I've ever known. And I was thinking, we talked a little bit about drum making, right? The fact that I used to do it. And if you look at the hide of a horse or a deer or an elk, and you flip it around, you can see on the underside some of the old scars, like where they brushed up against a barbed wire fence or you know got poked by a thorn. There's this map of its, its scars and its life under the skin. And one of those moments, I think if you peel back my skin, would be when my granddad died. It was like one of those world-shaking, faith-shaking kind of moments. You know? So 
Amazing Grace takes us back into my grandparents' living room. And my granddad is in a hospice bed. And I've always I've always had problems with the outpouring of grief, right? Like sometimes it seems like people are crying for themselves more than the one they've lost. So the moment that my granddad finally had his, you know, his death rattle, <clears throat> took his last breath and um, well, I guess his fingers had already been cold. I just sort of started singing Amazing Grace because I figured that was the way to wing him on his way and it was a song he would have loved. That's where it takes us. Keep listening.